honestly, sometimes it's so nice to have that certificate or that degree or that diploma. But in reality, a lot of your learning and a lot of becoming successful comes from being self-taught. Hey everyone, you're listening to the 2M Creative Labs podcast. On this episode, we have Andrea Tiwari, owner of Bindi's Caribbean Delights, head chef and an incredible entrepreneur. We talk about the idea of staying authentic through new changes, the importance of an online social media presence for her business, and managing your time and sanity as an entrepreneur and business owner. Enjoy the episode, and if you are in Winnipeg, stop by Bindi's at the Forks and say hello to Andrea. Hey everybody, thanks again for tuning in to another episode, and today we have Andrea, and maybe we could just have you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do. Hey guys, I am Andrea. I am the owner of Bindi's Caribbean Delights at the Forks Market, and what I do every day is cooking. <laughs> I'm the head chef there at uh, Bindi's, along with running, you know, the day-to-day tasks, the groceries and banking and whatnot. So I kind of do it all. <laughs> you do so much. It's so crazy. <laughs> but tell us, how did you learn to be a chef? I always loved cooking. Um, ever since I was a kid, I always loved finding recipes and writing them out, baking, trying different things. But I really learned um, how to cook from my dad. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I would love to pretend I was sick so I didn't have to go to school. <laughs> my dad would take me down to the restaurant with him. I was able to watch him cook and, you know, see him do all of the prep and season all of the the meats and the vegetables and whatnot so really from a young age just by observing what he did I learned a lot and as I got older he started teaching me all the methods and where to buy all of the ingredients what were where to source you know all the best meats and vegetables or also where I could find um, ingredients that are being imported from the Caribbean because we don't get a lot of it locally that's always one of the toughest things when you want, like for me personally, I love to cook. So it's hard for me to be like, where do I get this? Like, where am I supposed to go to buy these things sometimes, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, but that's cool to have somebody to you know guide you through that. And after, did you do any formal training or was this just something you... I never really did any formal training as a chef, but I dabbled in hospitality and tourism through Red River School a little bit when I was just freshly graduated out of high school. So I kind of had a little background from that. And it's so natural in our culture to be cooking. Everyone gathers in the kitchen. Everyone's, you know, always around the stove or the pot that's boiling. Mm -hmm. So even just as a child, you I just learned a lot from being around my family and and seeing them cook. I was always in like intrigued. So I was always standing beside whoever was turning that pot, watching what was going into the pot, oh. watching how they cut up all the ingredients and whatnot. So not did I ever get formal training, but I got... Uh, got some pretty good hands-on yeah, experience. Yeah, I got pretty good hands-on experience. <laughs> That's so cool. So you're telling me also that you did some tourism and hospitality. You are actually... You do modeling. I dabbled in modeling dabbled a little in bit. Modeling. You <laughs> You've done business. Um, do you have a preference for one type of work that you do? Oh, it's so hard to choose. Um, I just love to do a little bit of everything. But I would have to say that 
The thing I love the most is cooking. I love when I sell one of our meals and I see the customers sit down and really enjoy the food that they're eating. I think that's like the highlight of being a chef. <laughs> when you can tell that your customers are really enjoying your food or that you a first time customers coming back, you know, mm -hmm. that means like the most to a chef or to a restaurant owner when you have the return customers or you you know people are telling you that I really enjoyed what I had I've never tried a roti before I've never tried jerk chicken but they're so willing to give it a try <laughs> anybody who actually can say that they've never tried jerk chicken you gotta hit that up it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good for the for people that are vegan you know there's got lots of options as well I do for a, a lot of vegan eaters I have created a section on our menu now that caters to them. So I have something called the jerk jackfruit sandwich is vegan. We have our samosas, our doubles are vegan, chickpea roti, vegetable roti. In all of our curries, we don't use flour, milk, or eggs. So it is vegan either way. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. And it's super good. And um, this is not a sponsored ad, I swear. But <laughs> There's something about cooking and like seeing somebody like light up and it's like, this is really good. And yeah. like, dang, like, you know, I made it. And <laughs> yeah. like, they're feeling really good and they're enjoying what they're eating. Yeah. And like, I, I, we're in the service industry. So we're here to serve you. We're here to fill your bellies, to, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So in that sense... It is one of the greatest gifts is being a restaurant owner when people actually enjoy the food. <laughs> That's awesome. It's nice to hear very good things about the restaurant industry. Um, how do you come up with your ideas for your business or cooking? Are you developing new things or is there sort of inspirations or references that you're pulling? So um, ever since I rebranded the restaurant, I have been creating different menu items and trying to come up with things that people in Winnipeg are really looking for. Like a lot of people in Winnipeg have been moving toward vegetarian and toward uh, veganism. And I just wanted to offer, give, give a chance to all the people in Winnipeg, something to try, you know, something that was different, something that's not boring or just a samosa. Like I just have been playing around with the menu in that sense, trying to see what the trends are in Winnipeg for one, the trends all over Canada, what's up and coming. I like to do a lot of research when I'm planning my menu. I always do keep what is authentic, what my dad had originally had on the menu. And I play up those items or I just take something that he has already have and, and make something new out of it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stray too far away from, from tr being traditional or authentic because a lot of people who know my dad know that we're, we, we do rotis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone knows the Bindi's roti in Winnipeg. So I didn't want to take that away. I just wanted to add more flavor and more options. Mm -hmm. So now um, in April, I'm working on a new menu everyone stay tuned <laughs> and hopefully you guys enjoy what's on it i have a lot of exciting things coming up that's so cool so you mentioned that you rebranded bindi's a little bit ago um what was the reason for it um there was a lot of reasons that i wanted to rebrand one being um that when i had taken over and my dad fully retired there was a lot that 
I didn't think really matched. Like the, uh, the menu, the look of the restaurant and the brand, they weren't really flowing together. So I wanted to redo my logo, redo the colors of the restaurant and and do a full-on rebrand to get Bindi's back out there. Along with things not really meshing well together, the Forks has been doing so many renovations and they're moving into this more modern direction. And I really wanted to keep our menu up to date and just keep it with the times, with the people who are coming into the Forks, the people who are the ones they're buying or visiting. We get a lot of visitors too, you know, stopping off from via rail. Or in the summer, we get a lot, a huge influx of people that come in for Folkorama. So there's always these different types of people to cater to. And I don't want to keep everything the same all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I think it's nice to uphold certain traditions and be that place that everybody knows. But if that's, I think if that's just who you are, because everybody knows that, oh, this is Winnipeg, this is Bindi's, then it's not accessible to other people. You yeah. know, that who you could be reaching. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of um, the younger generation in Winnipeg didn't really know about Bindi's. We didn't have a, a really big online social media presence up until recently, so it was harder to reach that target audience. A lot of people who had known about the restaurant were people who were customers for years with my dad, who had stayed, you know, and can be continuous return or customers. So I really wanted to reach out reach out to another generation, a bigger group of people, um, different areas of Winnipeg, because I feel like people think just because we're downtown, you know, we're at the Forks, you have to make it a whole day to come out and come down to the Forks. But in reality, popping in there for 20 minutes or half an hour, it's totally doable. (laughs) It is. It totally is. Just just make your way over there. And I mean, growing up, like I used to live all the way out west. Mm -hmm. And so like going to the Forks was a nice treat and all, but... I definitely could just like make a trip and then come back. It's not a big deal for something that is super good yeah. and something you can only get there, right? But yeah, that, that's the thing. We only have our one location, so and we're open seven days a week. So I've never really thought about expanding yet. <laughs> Hopefully, one day I can. But as of right now, we're just keeping it to our one standalone location at the Forks, Mm -hmm. where we've been for 33 years now. That's so crazy. Crazy. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, You mentioned things like having an online presence. Um, In terms of marketing strategy for your business, uh, what are some key points that you pay attention to? Um, For marketing, I really really had to start from scratch <laughs> because like I said, I didn't really have an online presence or um, my brand set up. So what I had done first, I focused on my website and I really wanted to gear my customers toward the website so they can see the menu, the prices, um, what we do for catering and just even to see visually like some pictures of our food. So I focused on the website first and then I kind of moved on to my social media platforms, which is where I started like our Instagram page for Bindi's, our Facebook page. We have Twitter, not 
still still working on Twitter, but right now um, Instagram seems to be the one that helps a lot with getting my content out there and reaching my target audience. Along with um, the social media platform, I have been doing a lot more networking in person, like now. So, cool. so networking or sponsorships, like last weekend I sponsored for Charmaine at Strategic Charm Boutique. We, she had like a self-care Sunday at My Body Winnipeg and um, a pajama party at Table Space on the day before that. So just a matter of also reintroducing myself mm-hmm. to Winnipeg, to other local businesses, to other um, platforms on social media that are networking with the people that I want to be networking with. Word of mouth is still one of the biggest um, ways to network. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and even like your business card, is it's, it's just a, something so small, but anyone that you meet, you know, is a potential customer, I always say. So having your business card on hand is such a great thing. Because once you get to talking to someone, no matter where you are, at the dentist, at the grocery store, you know, you, I don't know, some you end up like meeting people, you end up running into people. So it's always good to just be like, you know, in, invite them down personally. I like to invite people down personally, you know, come and check me out at Bindi's, here's my business card type of thing. It's really just having that whole lineup of your marketing strategy kind of set up, which is something I learned when I rebranded. <laughs> <laughs> which again, as we say, you know, you learn a lot of things through yeah. experience, right? Yeah, it's and it's real. It's real when you meet someone and you actually are talking to them about what you do and, and you know, and that like, hey, hey, like I am the face of this business. A lot of people when I rebranded were confused. Um, they were asking like, did I sell the restaurant? Or, you know, is is Bindi still part of the restaurant? My dad, Bindi. <laughs> and um, it was just a lot of confusion at first when I when I finally put out the rebrand because my I, I wasn't really showing a lot of my face. So I also learned as much as I don't like to be on screen or in front of the camera, it's, it really makes an impact for your business. It, a lot of people want to know who you are, if you're real, you know? <laughs> I can't believe you just said you don't like being on the camera, but you've dabbled in modeling before <laughs> and also you're out really out of camera rolling. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like I never really thought of myself as a model. I just out of the blue kind of sprung into it and... Um, and I enjoyed it. That's so cool. Yeah, it's I. It's hard to find good paying modeling jobs, so it's not something that I do full time. But I'm always willing to help a friend with a photo shoot. Or I love what girl doesn't like dressing up and putting on makeup? So <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, if I have an excuse to do that, I'm I'm there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so being part of the Forks for a long time, 33 years? 33 oh years. Oh my goodness. Um, do you notice when there are new trends with types of businesses or demographics that are coming in? Yeah, there has been a great shift in the type of demographics that are coming into the Forks and along with the type of businesses that are coming in. Mm-hmm. I think the Forks really wanted to um, make 
make it a place that was a little bit more upscale, but still comfortable enough for you to come and spend the whole day. Like in reality, when you come to the Forks, you don't have to be buying anything or spending your money. You could come with your own water, your own snack, your laptop, your book, and spend the whole day there just to enjoy the building, to enjoy being outside, you know, enjoy the activities that are happening around the Forks, usually on the weekends. But now that we're coming into summer, there's a lot of things every weekend happening at the Forks, so don't miss it. Absolutely. <laughs> the Forks really wanted to push for all of the tenants to have a more online presence and more of a community with their customers. So that was one of the other reasons that I really wanted to start that social media presence because I wanted to connect more with the customers, with the community. and. To show, you know, like we are part of the Forks. We we are here. We've been here for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I think that a lot of people are scared of what the Forks is turning into because they feel like now with the common being there, it's not as kid friendly or it's not, you know, it's it's not as enjoyable. But on that note, it is still kid-friendly. There's a lot of things that happen, you know, during the weekends or even like the Children's Museum being so nearby, MTYP being so nearby. It's still a place that is fun, I think, for kids. I mean, I grew up in the Forks and I never got bored of being there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so I think for any child or any kid, it's still an adventure coming down to the Forks. And, and like I said, a lot of people don't, realize but you don't have to be buying when you're there like it, it of course it's nice for us tenants if you are buying something but you shouldn't feel discouraged to come down to the forks just to enjoy it you know bring your own snacks bring your own water like it, mm -hmm. it's 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 totally cool. I've even seen during the summer, um, some families will host birthday parties on the patio outside. They bring their own cake, you know, they have a couple balloons, and then the parents get to enjoy the common. <laughs> they get to enjoy a beer while they're there. That's so, so cool. So yeah, if you, if you, even though the Forks is making all of these changes, in my opinion, they're good changes. They've been bringing in a lot more business. The changes that they've made and and the direction that they're taking, it's been helping the tenants who are, you know, still running their businesses in there. Absolutely. Yeah, there definitely has been an influx in people within the last year. And I, I can always tell kind of, you know, by judging by the sales on each month. Yeah. So I would say there was probably about like a 20% influx in the last year summer for people coming in and visiting and and even coming in from out of town like they have these huge buses coming in from out of town for folklorama those first two weeks in august they're super busy for us down at the forks very cool and on top of that uh during those two weeks i cater for the pavilions right so it's like double time <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. that's so tough but it's 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 so good to hear that you know like there are these changes because it reminds me of when I was in Vancouver and I'm pretty much there like once a year. I don't know why I keep ending up there, <laughs> but things like uh, Granville Island. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been, but like it's a similar concept where people go there, you know, it's like a market. Oh, yeah. And I never put it together, but you, you really don't have to buy anything. But there no. is something about spending your time there and like seeing all these stalls and yeah, like, being as a photographer, outdoors. taking these photos. And mm -hmm. I even see wedding parties come down. That's so cool. In the summer, yeah, wedding, beautiful brides, you know, all the bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. It was actually more 
this summer than I have seen in the previous summers that um, wedding parties will stop in after their photos or during their photos, have a bite to eat, get a flight of beer, and then, you know, they're off again. But... It's totally fine, I, I, I think, for... That's really cool. Yeah, and it's cool. It's something different. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot more weddings down at the Forks, and with the renovations, you get really nice pictures. Yeah. Well, you can <laughs> definitely take some really sweet photos. And it's nice to hear that, because, like, again, to make... Like, you know, people make fun of the Forks. It's like, you bring your friend there when they're in town, you know? You don't really go there. Yeah. But it's definitely now something that you can grab a drink or you can just go and hang out and see all these cool attractions, walk around even and yeah, just enjoy yeah. that kind even, of thing. Even, you know, you can have your meetings there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people I see work there on their laptop. They have now like plugins for your chart, for your phone or your laptop in center court. So it is a place now where you can spend more time. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to come in and plug your car in for an hour and spend that hour there. You can spend all day at the Forks if you want. That's so cool. <laughs> I love it. I like how it's going to be an ad for the Forks. And yeah. like, <laughs> it's cool though, because um, I think of things like the downtown biz or things like Wolseley area, where they yeah. have their own sort of communities, sort of their own groups of entrepreneurs and small businesses right. that are trying to support each other. It's very similar where it's not just this one entity where you just house your business and you don't really interact with other people. Yeah. So that's nice in that way. I um, actually sell some rotis to a convenience store in Wolseley. Um, Chestnut Fine Foods Ooh, on Westminster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, every, every day we take orders from smaller convenience stores, Dino's Grocery Mart, Barat Grocery, Chestnut Fine Foods in, in Wolseley, and they take uh, mini-sized rotis that they sell at lunch. So those are my usual deliveries during the day. And this year I'm looking to partner with more local coffee shops and more local convenience stores that are willing to have more real food on their shelf rather than, you know, all like processed foods, mm-hmm. chips or yeah. chocolate. Like. <laughs> I think convenience stores would be really cool to, to go to with all these foods that are, you know, also supporting local businesses, but, yeah. you know, have some really good food. And the other reason is like a lot of people that are going into those convenience stores don't have the luxury of driving or maybe even like taking the bus daily. So it's just easier for them to walk to their local convenience store, grab what they need and head back home. So mm-hmm. in that sense, I would like to bring Bindi's to more uh, local communities you know, so I could, because it is challenging to come down to the forks regularly, if, especially if you live on the other side of the city. Yeah. You know, who's coming from Bridgewater all the way to the forks <laughs> every day? Absolutely, <laughs> right? That's awesome. Um, obviously, like making these deliveries every day to all these different stops around the city is hard on top of other things. Uh, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship at oh, all is not an easy road. Um, <laughs> no. Why did you choose it? Oh, what a tough question. (laughs) For one, I always grew up in the restaurant industry watching my dad. Like, I was a daddy's girl, I have to say. So I was always attached to my dad's hip. Wherever he went, I wanted to be. You know, whenever he was cooking, I wanted to be right beside him watching. Or I remember, I don't know why, I was always so eager to help now in, in the restaurant as a child because now that I'm older and I'm doing all the work, I'm like, why? <laughs> but um, the entrepreneurship, it is challenging because you're wearing different hats all day. Um, 
when I'm in the shop, I'm not only like the chef, but I'm managing the other like girls that are working with me, you know, and then when I'm not in the shop, I'm the banker for the restaurant. When I'm not at the bank, I'm the grocery shopper for the restaurant or I'm the, the delivery man, you know, doing the deliveries. So just what really helped me with juggling all of that was um, schedule and routine. It's really hard <laughs> to juggle all those things, but it was easier once I knew what times I was going out to do certain things or what days I have to place my orders for the restaurant. So having a schedule and following through with it was something that really helps me wear all those different entrepreneurship hats. Mm-hmm. Did, that, did that answer oh, your question? Oh, it makes a lot of sense. It's... <laughs> Yes, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be doing all these different things and you have, I don't know, I think it makes sense, at least for me, like today or like for the next two hours, I'm this person for my business, but then the next I'm the different person. And Mm -hmm. for somebody who has to wear multiple hats, it can be very overwhelming, right? To be like, I got to do everything. Like, how am I going to make these deliveries? But I got to go to the bank, but then I got to go buy groceries. Yeah. You can do all of these things, but separate right yeah and like delegating it took me it took me a while to be able to delegate jobs properly because as an entrepreneur and like a business owner you just want to do everything yourself you know and you want to get it right the first time but you can't do everything so putting trust in like your employees or you know the people who are in your community and helping you that was something that I had to learn as well, delegating jobs or not having so much control over something because you can't all the time. It's exhausting. (laughs) It's super exhausting. (laughs) It's it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And again, back to the whole thing, you're doing a lot of things and it's so cool, but yeah, I must, that's tough to be able to manage. It's funny because like when I'm done my work day and I go home, I usually turn my phone on silent or I plug it in the kitchen and I just like totally, you know, shut off from that whole internet, social media world. But my sisters or my family members, they'll be like, you know, don't call Andrea after six because we know she's not answering her phone. (laughs) (laughs) They just know if you want to contact me, contact me during the day. Because after six, I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) That's so funny. That's something else that's really important about being an entrepreneur is finding time for yourself. Because you get run down, you get overworked, you know, and, and then your jobs don't come out as good when you're tired your the outcome of your work is not as great when you're tired or you have this huge task of things that you need to get done so I just feel like scheduling and timing out things and then taking time for yourself in the evening completely shutting off is the best way for me to get through to the next day absolutely (laughs) that's nice it's nice to hear there's a good balance in there yeah I try (laughs) What makes you unique? Gosh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I would say one thing that uh, makes me unique is that I think I am very good at handling a high amount of stress (laughs) and and multitasking because um, just with all the things I have going on on a day-to-day basis, 
you know, like if I'm not delegating or scheduling things that I need to do, then I'm all over the place and frazzled. But another thing I think that makes me unique is the fact that I just, I, I do love what I do and I love to network with people. I love to cook. I love to see that reaction on someone's face after they've eaten a really good roti or some jerk chicken or doubles or samosa or whatever it is, you know? So it just, to be unique, I think is just to be yourself. And when you project more of who you are without feeling insecure or scared, which we all face on the social media platform, um, when you are more yourself, I think that's what brings out the unique side of you. And I think other people will just pick up on that when you are yourself. I like that. I like that <laughs> answer. I can resonate with that a lot. I feel like you picked that up from uh, Charmaine or something. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so funny. But so it's it's a good way to really, you know, put... Because well, honestly, it's hard for me to post on social media and to find a caption that fits the picture and oh, what do you say today when you've already said the same thing yesterday, you know? How many more times can you make a roti look different on social media? Even on my personal page, I have like these amazing travel photos, but I'm not really one to like continuously post. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've been struggling with is putting my face out there more and being more true to myself because I feel like now after rebranding that's the only way people really know you're real they know you're there you're willing to help you're here you know in whatever service that you're providing you're really here to provide that service I wasn't really putting a face to the name before um, the rebrand so that's why now I can say that what makes anyone unique is probably just being themselves mm-hmm that's awesome. I like that. I'm glad you're going to be putting more of yourself and more of try. your personality on there. I, I've been like trying to challenge myself to like post once a day or, you know, like even like once a week or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person where I'll like, I'll create a post and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll put it up. I'm ready to go. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, mm, delete or no, I don't have time or something else comes up <laughs> where I now realize like I'm kind of self self-sabotaging every time I do that because I can give information, I can give advice, I can probably maybe help someone. And, and a lot of times we don't know that we are helping other people. Even for me, when I'm scrolling on social media and I see something, a meme or a post or something positive, and I'm like, wow, that made me feel good. Oh, I feel a lot better because I made this decision. And this person also made that decision. You know, it's, it is um, scary, but it's empowering too. Absolutely. It's, there's a lot of voices that may not be as loud when they say like, oh, you, you that post really helped me in, the, in this way, yeah. but they are there as well, right? E exactly. You mentioned something about sharing info and sharing what you know on social media. Mm -hmm. um, with regards to your business, what does that look like? So I always thought like if I share my recipes or I share, you know, too much information like, oh, my customers aren't going to come back because they're going to be making all of these things at home. But that's completely wrong. That's like completely the opposite. The more you share and the more advice you're willing to give people, the more they're willing to engage with you or to follow you or to be a return customer. For example, like we at Bindi sell our like house blend of curry powder. And I noticed that my sales for the curry powder have been 
going up. So a lot more people are buying it. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder like what they, what people make with it, you know, like, are they making the same type of curries as me? Do they know how I'm making it? Do they need help making it? So now I've started to kind of challenge myself on different days of the week. I've been doing like meatless Mondays. I've been doing tip Tuesday, wine back Wednesday, you know, thirsty Thursday. And it doesn't have to be those hashtags. It could be whatever you want it to be. But that was just something that I started with myself to challenge myself to give more information and more advice, more of whatever it is the people want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just think with like the more advice and the more information you're giving out, the more people are willing to give you advice and give you information too. It's it's all about networking, you know, and and just just being open to be giving that information. I know like a lot of people are scared to give out their recipes or or especially like for a chef, it's always scary to want to give out your recipe because you you never know. Is someone going to steal it? Is someone going to to try to make it make it and then and outshine you? You know, or are you going to lose customers because they're now making it at home? But that is completely wrong, guys. Completely wrong. (laughs) Like, um, I think the more, like I said, the more you give recipes or advice or whatever it is, the more you will have your return customers. Because let's face it, you're like, you're the chef. No one can actually cook it the way that you are cooking it, you know? And that's why you have return customers. That's why you have this customer base of people who love to come and eat at your place. Absolutely. Yeah. And you build that trust knowing that like, oh, this is how you build it. This is how you make it. And like, oh, yeah. we trust your food, your way of making it more. Like who else would we go to besides somebody who's openly sharing these things, right? Yeah. That's so cool. Even for me, like when I look up a recipe like on Pinterest and I want to try something new, I'm following somebody else's recipe, but it doesn't really mean I'm cooking it to taste the way that they're actually making it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all like a trial and error when you're in your own kitchen (laughs) absolutely yeah it's it's nice to hear that because you know people aren't going to engage with you if you're not you know engaging with them too yeah right like it is because then you're just taking and you're not giving in any way exactly that's awesome yeah (laughs) (laughs) um a couple more questions what keeps you motivated Ooh. um my, one of my biggest motivations, I have to say, is my family. I, because my dad had some terrible health problems back in like 2012, which is the reason he ended up retiring fully and um, me finally coming into taking full control of the restaurant. I think that it's a big motivation for me to want to feed people in the healthiest way possible, still holding the authenticity of our cuisine, our Trinidadian cuisine. And, um, you know, keeping our family name, our family business alive. Like my dad works so hard for this. He, he built up this customer base. He's been a part of the forks and a part of of the community in Winnipeg for so long. And that was one of my biggest motivators is to just, you know, 
I guess, make him proud, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> but in that sense, also fulfill my dreams because I did grow up in the restaurant. And as I was growing up, I was like, oh, I'd love to do this and I'd love to, to try this. And now I actually can. Like, I can change the menu and I can put put these items on that I've have been in my head for years, you know? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, my my motivators are just, my one, my family, two, like, my own dream of kind of making bindis into what I want it to be. Eventually, one day, I would love to expand, and I would love to even um, maybe have a little food like cart or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. So there are so many things I still want to do with it. That is why I'm still so motivated because I have all of these um, ideas and like and and dreams for the restaurant that I hope to fulfill. That's so exciting. I love to hear that. that, You know, it never stops, you know, like there's always things that you want to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. People I want to keep meeting, things I want to keep doing, you know, and Winnipeg is such an active city. Like I never realized until I got older that the summer goes by so quickly because there's so many events happening. It's only two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's only two months. <laughs> but it does go by really fast. Like they have the Jazz Fest, the Fringe Fest, Soka Reggae Fest, uh, oh, yeah. Country Fest. You know, all of that's happening in the summer. And then, and uh, not to mention Canada Day at the Forks. Right. The long weekends that we have here. There's something always going on. So I just feel like Winnipeg is a great place to network, to be an entrepreneur, to start a business. If anyone out there is scared of following their dream or starting their own business, I want them to know that they shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many people and, and close friends that have started from scratch and built up a successful business. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have one solid business plan to follow. You learn by experience. You grow through just literally working and doing what you love. And everything else ends up flowing into place. Absolutely. Like I had no idea how to rebrand the restaurant, you know, although I had gone to Red River and I've done small business management, they never taught me how to rebrand a restaurant. In any of those classes. So really, when I decided this is something I needed to do, something I wanted to do, I had to find resources. I had to start to look to outsource some of these jobs that that I wasn't really a pro at, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that's just all where it starts. Once you have the drive, the idea, and the motivation, you will get it done. You know what I mean? I love it. That makes so much sense. That's so cool. I guess just to follow that up, do you have any advice for people who aspire to run their own business? Yes. (laughs) Never give up. That is like one of the biggest things I've known. I have one really good friend and she is a multitasker. And she is a true entrepreneur. This girl has been my friend for years and she does everything. She's a makeup artist. She has a full-time job at New Directions. She does meal prep. She just, her and her husband just opened a restaurant and she multitasks and does all these things. And I, I don't know how she does it either, but I'm just saying from watching her grow to having 
nothing, you know, like starting from scratch to where she is now, your dream can come true. It's just what you want to put into it, how hard you want to work for it. You know, what are you willing to do in a sense? How, how far are you willing to network? Who are you willing to meet? Do you, are you willing to put your face out there? And all of those things are challenging now in the business world because it's scary to be putting your face on social media all the time or, you know, put, putting a post and you're not getting all the engagement you want in it. It's kind of, you don't feel as great about that post, but mm-hmm. don't ever feel discouraged is my advice for anyone who wants to start a business. There's always someone willing to help you out there. There's always someone that you can network with. And there's always someone willing to give you advice without you having to pay for it. That's the truth. Like so many people, if you just ask, you will get the answers. You know, even me, like sometimes I won't know any this, like I won't know this person on Instagram. I love their feed. I love what they're doing. And I'll just send a message like, hey, you know, would you like to work together? Or, hey, you know, I love your content, this and that. It's just all a matter of going for it, putting yourself out there, make the first step. That's the truth. (laughs) I love it. So true. (laughs) And I guess just to wrap things up, uh, is there any way that we can follow and support you moving forward, support Bindi's moving forward? Yeah, like um, please follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Bindi's Caribbean Delights. We also are on Twitter. And everyone is invited to come down to the Forks and try something anytime. We're open seven days a week. Um, the weather is getting nicer now, so no excuses, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, other than that, I have a lot of new and exciting ideas coming up this year. So everyone stay tuned for a new menu, some IGTV videos I'm planning on doing and like the podcast I'm working with you. So there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Oh, and not to mention, uh, giveaways. I have some giveaways coming up. (laughs) So, um... Join, follow our page, and leave a comment, and you are eligible to win. Yes, definitely <laughs> go and try their food because it is really good. And I'm not, this again, I swear this isn't an ad. <laughs> I would have gone there anyways. <laughs> well, thanks so much for doing this episode, Andrea. Really appreciate your time. I know like how busy you are. Oh, so no, it's thank really you for awesome. having me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for listening to the episode. Consider giving us a rating on iTunes and subscribing or following the podcast. If you found this valuable to your creative pursuits, share this episode with your friends and send us a message on Instagram at 2mcreativelabs. We want to hear from you and how this episode helped you out, and we will see you in the next one.